0: Okay,
1: so let's uh, doo-doo-doo, transition across um, <laughs> to the House of Healing, um, and let's uh, get rid of our really awesome uh, music. But let's try to uh, let's put ourselves in a different spot here.
2: Back I mean, they the could way. they could be having a riot all time. Like you, you, you transition over, and suddenly I'm having a drinking contest with the the healers. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. It's possible. Um, okay, Arash. Um, so uh, let's jump forward here about maybe an hour or so. Um, you okay. said that you uh, want to be able to You have a couple things that you want to do I would say that you're now probably healed <laughs> Again, you don't have a lot of hit points This is only an hour But let's say yep. you have maybe 12 yep. hit points at this point um, okay. You're going to need a full long rest of a day or two To really recover completely You, In fact, arguably you should be in bed for a few days To be able to really try to feel strong and healthy and hearty You were very near death That said though, you're certainly capable of being mobile if you need to be
2: Okay. Can I ask someone to? I'm going to leave Celsi and Greta to do what they need to do. They've they've got stuff that they need to do, and they're safe. They're okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, can I ask for a runner or someone to either grab someone to escort me somewhere from Orgric Breithelm or um, Markham Southwell? I just I need I need to go somewhere, and I don't I don't really feel up to going there alone.
1: Okay. Um... So where so the healers ask you basically where you want to go because the healers are none too excited about the idea of you leaving the place right now they're kind of like wait what okay. you need to stay here you don't need you can't leave what so where it's, exactly? it's very
2: important on? the the sooner rather than later I want to visit where the fight took place and where I fell and where the
1: frost giant fell and um they sort of oh and um so they send someone off. Um, and probably about, uh, 45 minutes later or so, you would guess, um, none mm. other than Augric Brighthelm herself wanders through the door. Um, she is accompanied, um, you see, uh, by no less than Markham Southwell. Um, and as she, uh, they sort of come up and stand by the side of your bed and, um, Augric says, hello, I've heard rumors that, uh, waiting in a bed is not your style. Is that fair to say?
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It goes a little bit against my nature, as I'm sure you'll understand. Um, I appreciate you both turning up. Um, I, can, I wanted to know what happened after the battle, specifically what happened to the Frost
1: Giant. Mm. And she says, well, after the Frost Giant was killed, um, we didn't see much of it until after we sent people down there. By the time we got out there, there wasn't much left a great deal of blood, and a few large feathers. Um, from what your friends told me, there might have been a griffin involved, but there were no bodies of anything left. If I had to guess, I would say that the body was removed somehow.
0: Next time we're going to incinerate it.
2: (laughs) Would it be possible to get somebody to take me to where it happened?
1: Yes, she said but at the moment we're doing the best that we can to try to shore up the defenses of the city near where the attack happened. That entire gate was entirely destroyed. I don't have a lot of extra men to spare, but if you wish, I can accompany you, as long as we don't take long. If you don't
2: mind, I'm... The fresh air will do me some good, plus after the walk and my muscles have warmed up a little bit, I'm willing to, you know, Tempest Holding, I'm willing to give you a bit of a hand with the the repairs if possible.
1: And he, uh, so she nods, and she says, um, very well, I don't think you're going to be carrying anything, or the healers will have my head. And you can tell the <laughs> healer has got, behind, the healer has got her arms folded in the way that only <laughs> someone who's ever worked in one of these places <laughs> is kind of like, stop trying to ruin yourself after I pulled you back from certain death, like, you know, type of thing. Um, and, uh, so Ogrek goes over and whispers, uh, to the healer, and then says, um, Yes you can come with me to see the site. but We won't be able to be there for long. Also, there's a few other people, I think, who'd like to speak to you and the rest of your party. Um, but, again, we'll take some that's, time that's to do fine. that by the way you notice that's i should fine. have mentioned that Auguric's uh, arm is in a sling and she looks pretty messed up herself um and yeah i'm,
2: I'm assuming so... i'm not i'm not looking fantastic i'm assuming uh, i'm no. not completely ambulatory at the oh, moment yeah. you, i'm probably you can walking move with like a mobile. crutch and right right yeah.
1: you're mobile but it's it's not easy you're walking with a noticeable yeah. limp everything hurts no that's you know. yeah yeah
2: that's cool um yeah i don't i don't know where my my companions are i assume they're they're continuing on our quest Um, and yeah that's that's fine and do they have is there anywhere where i can store items because there's there's a perhaps large axe
1: perhaps in their room and uh she sort of gestures to uh there's a room across the way a small little antechamber um that looks like uh well you can't see inside it but that's where she gestures to so if you want you can kind of get up and sort of stumble a little bit with a little bit of help yeah
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna stash the frost giants axe and my great axe in there as well i've got my hand axes uh, or rather i've got my hand axe um okay. so i can at least uh, defend myself if anything happens but i don't think i'm in i'm in too much of a, a physical state to be
1: swinging my great axe around inside the room you actually see not only two cots but you also see um a, a large ivory horn which looks like a droofy's horn which is just leaning i, was up I recognize the wall. it right yeah you do it's leaning yeah. up against the wall
2: cool yeah i take it in i'm i i'm fully i kind of i get the picture of what's happened um And I'm just I'm I'm ready to to leave whenever whenever Augrek is.
1: Okay, so Augrek leads you um outside the eastern gate again and brings you uh down to approximately where uh the battle uh last happened or where the battle happened with uh, Drufi, the final battle, as it were. Um, Mm. There we go. There. Um, and uh, brings you down to probably around here ish. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit farther, maybe a little bit farther, probably about, you know, it was a ways away. um, uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, brings you to where it was. And sure enough, there is, um, in the snow um, there and the sort of the grass around it, you can see a rather large spot where clearly um, some giant you know, collapsed face first uh, and sort of lay there. And you can see, uh, not that far away from that, a very large area that seems to have been flattened down as if by some very large something that settled here and then took off again. Um, But other than that, and uh, other than some bloodstains, which are to be found all around both areas, uh, there is no sign of drufie or of anything else here anymore. And... so there's
2: literally nothing there's no there's no equipment there's no the bag the knackered helmet Correct. that sort of
1: thing that's right none okay. of that stuff is there um other but again but it doesn't look like anyone was trying to disguise that it was here because there were like you know as i said like stamped yeah stamped there's like areas and stuff
2: yeah yeah and like pools of blood all yep. over the place as yep. well presumably yep. um uh, okay cool i want to look uh, can i perceive where droofy's body was
1: yes for sure you can see where the area yeah. it's definitely smaller than the other whatever the other area looks to be vaguely squarish um in size and very sizable um and so the droofy's body looks kind of vaguely humanoid shaped because um, she kind of just fell underneath and then forwards so you can kind of see where that is yes
2: okay cool um can i search is there a role you need me to make i know i want to search for any scrap of evidence of droofy's
1: body a scrap of cloth hair anything make an investigation check for me please okay
2: yeah investigation oh great a minus one yeah
1: only (laughs) only the beehive survived yeah only the beehive remains oh 13. um yeah, you don't know. I mean, you don't really see anything that would that would apply. Um, there definitely is. Uh, again, there's there's you know the blood stains and things like that um, is evidence of that. You do find a couple of wisps of what look like like maybe little pieces of a feather, um, a rather large feather actually. So whatever these mm. pieces are, this was a rather large flying creature that was in the area. Um, but uh, yeah but of course you don't know any details about what those would be Um, but there's no sign of anything relating to Droofy the other thing that's odd is that Droofy's body does not look to have been there's no drag marks right there's nothing that sort of dragged Droofy somewhere Droofy was picked up and then they just left there's no wagon tracks you know there's there's nothing like that there's just the areas that I mentioned okay so immediately lifted up yeah okay
2: Um, I'm going to take, can I take the feather with me? Because I'm interested to know why there's a giant feather or seemingly a giant feather.
1: Sure. Um, It's really kind of pieces of a feather, but you can certainly do that if you want. That's uh, cool. And Augurek actually gives you also a complete brown, large brown feather. And she's like, here's the full one that we found nearby here.
2: Uh, do, Do you know where these came from?
1: And she says, um, not exactly. There were apparently rumors that some thing, some flying tower settled here, and that there were flying birds or pets or creatures. I didn't really understand it, but your friends, one of your friends, was it the dwarf, um, said that, um, that you had a friend who was in a flying tower and had flying pets, and it wasn't really clear to me. I thought perhaps she had gotten perhaps a little bit hurt in the fight. I couldn't blame her, really.
2: No, she's she speaks the truth. She speaks the truth. Our friend Zephyros is a, a cloud giant uh, wizard, and he, uh, he has several griffins as pets. I'm a little concerned that one of them may not have survived.
1: Well, according to my men who are watching the battle... It was a pretty significant one. They might have gotten badly hurt. I generally didn't. I was in the midst of being unconscious when that happened. I'm sure you know what that's all about. Hey, Chikandria. Yeah.
2: Um, okay. Uh, Ogregg, this might... Actually, you might be one of the only people who would understand a request like this, but... Would you help me build something really quickly? I want to build some grave markers.
1: And she, uh, she sort of looks at you seriously and she says, "Grave markers, eh? Well, for whom?
2: For I hope not for the griffin, but just in case. I want to honor their passing. And also for Drufi. You should always honor your enemies if you defeat them.
1: And she says, it seemed to me you I- honored her by facing her down at all cost.
2: Well, I came out here originally to bury her. The, the idea of leaving an enemy to die in the snow and the cold is heartbreaking to me. So if I can't do that, if if her people have taken her body, that's understandable, but I want to leave a mark here to say that this is where she fell.
1: And he, uh, she nods and she says, I don't know that all of the people with us, all the people in my city would understand you wanting to honor those who did so much damage here, but if that's what you want I'll honor your request
2: if that's alright if not I completely understand that it's it's my way
1: um and she uh she sort of nods and so uh you guys are able to assuming you don't get super elaborate um you guys are able to no no super light stick with another stick over the cross bound by twine that sort of thing you're able to do that uh you're able to mark that off um in both places that and then wherever the feather you know was originally found um and then and then that's that
2: how how big is the feather like it's, it's on, a, on pre- me,
1: it's a pretty good size. I mean, it probably one of these feathers probably is your forearm. It would be like the length of your forearm, I would say. Um, okay, cool. So it's it's a good size for sure. Not a normal bird, okay. for sure.
2: No, 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 no I'm gonna take that with me and then just head back.
1: Okay. Um. And she goes. Uh, she goes with you. Anything else you want to do, or can I jump back to Greta and Celsig?
2: Nope, that's me. I want to thank all Greg for her help and anyone else who is with us.
1: Okay, uh, it was just, uh, her, as, uh, she's leaving, yep. um, she says, uh, she nods and she says to you, um, I'm hoping you'll be able to come by later on. There's something I spoke to your dwarven companion about that I was hoping you'd be able to help our city with. I do want to thank you. You didn't have to put yourself on the line for us, and we appreciate it. The people here are sometimes difficult to get close to, but when you do get close to them, you won't find better friends in the Sword Coast.
2: And, oh, I'm uh, sure we'll be able to help
1: and uh so she makes her way out and then Markham Southwell who has been sort of quiet silent during this whole time um Markham uh comes over to you and says I also have a request for you I'm thankful for what you've done for us and thankful what you did for Argrek in particular she can be frustrating but her frustration comes from her devotion and not from anything more sinister. I would ask that you see what you could do to be able to preserve our city, and it might give you some information you seek as well. I know that you came here in a giant's tower. You told us that my sister's town came under attack. That's why she didn't make it. Um, she herself was killed in a giant attack. That tells me that there's more going on here, and I want to know more about it. I don't have the right to ask you to do anything more, but if you will, I could perhaps make it worth your while.
2: Your town is weakened and vulnerable and it would be irresponsible of us to leave it in the state that it is now considering we were here when it was attacked. I'll have no, no, to speak no, 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 with no, no, them no, no, no. My, with my companions, but I'm sure there's something we can do.
1: Okay, she we left me. him unsupervised. He, um, <laughs> he nods and he says... It's a fairly... Chaotic good. Chaotic chaotic good. good. (laughs) It's a fairly simple one. It's a fairly simple one. I want you to patrol through Icewind Dale and I want you to tell me if you see further evidence of giant activity. Whatever it is that's happening here is affecting you and it's affecting us. No matter what it is, Augrek's idea is to get more of her people. I think that's what she wants to speak to you about to help protect the city, but the truth is No amount of outside protection is going to protect us if giants decide to show up again. We barely survived this time, and that was thanks to all of you. I would ask and see if you could find any other kind of giant activity and discover what's going on here. There must be someone ordering them into this. Perhaps someone demanding that they fight us, or pushing them to do something they wouldn't normally do. Giants are dangerous, yes, but they don't usually ally together attack the free towns as they have us, but I tell you, if they've attacked Bryn Shander, they'll attack other places. Golden Fields, Nightstone, Tribor. It won't be long before every city will be under attack here. And how much longer will it take before what we find in the spine of the world spills out into the rest of the Sword Coast? And so, if you would do this, I'll deputize you. I'll send you out with the full responsibility, and power and authority that I can invest upon you as the Sheriff of Bryn Shander. Perhaps with that, and with your own good wits and knowledge, you can gather the information we would need. You don't have to answer me now, just think about it, and talk with your friends, and come speak to me when you're ready to say more.
2: I'll just kind of, like, pat him on the back a little bit as we're walking back. To sort of convey, I understand what he's saying. I can't, I obviously can't give an answer now, but I understand what he's saying. Okay.
0: They're going behind our back again.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Greta and Celsig, um you have this sudden sensation of someone going behind your back, but you don't know. Make a perception check. Yeah, it's, it's not like he goes behind I your back something. to steal things. So, um, Okay, so you, Greta and Celsig are um, looking around, uh, have been looking around through the market districts um, and uh, looking around the alleyways, and you've been doing so now for about an hour or so without result, and frankly started to get a little frustrating. You found very little other than shut doors and closed windows and silent streets. And in the contrast with the inside of the Honest Thief, much of what you see here is frankly rather depressing. Um, their market was spared uh, much of the worst of the attack, but there was, there were a few uh, boulders that rained down um, and hit some areas of the market, and everywhere else just seems like You know, walking around a graveyard Something that neither one of you finds Particularly exciting and interesting And all that kind of thing Um, It's, uh, if anything, sort of troubling And disturbing to you But finally, um, you end up uh, Being rewarded for your diligence As you are uh, passing by uh, One of the alleyways You hear coming from inside it a I knew it Coming from inside it
2: Go yep. away!
1: Okay. Um, this is an alleyway that you passed by. Um, and as uh, you go down it, um, you uh, can hear this sort of sound of uh, getting a little bit louder um, as you go down the alleyway. The alley is very dark, by the way. Um, so dark that you... Uh, there are, there's actually rooftops that are sort of covering overhead, so there's not any kind yep. of light filtering down. Um, yeah, well, so. I make light. Okay. That's oh, maybe, my yeah. that's my job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's okay. I I make light. Okay. We don't that uh, I've got a light scant trip and um, so I just I don't know, put it on my hand or something.
1: Okay. I have a, um, one of
2: my dancing lights right on my head but like it's balancing there.
1: Okay. So you uh so you guys have lights on and that allows you to um and that uh allows you to uh go to the edge um of the alleyway and at first the sound that you hear which is this <laughs> um seems to be coming from a pile of clothes um at first. He, you just see this sort he, uh, of shivering a... pile of clothes. At he the edge is a of the alleyway.
0: is it... um I hear, like, a moaning sound coming from a pile of clothes in a yes. dark alleyway.
1: Yes. That's exactly right. I, you also hear an incredibly loud typing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you hear. As you come close to it, the typing gets louder and louder. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I would like to, to like, have a – to, like, listen and have a look before, like, really approaching it because I don't want to disturb, like, a copper or something.
1: Okay. Make a uh, Make a perception check for me, please.
0: You.
1: Yeah, um, not very difficult. It is definitely coming from underneath the pile of clothes, and it sounds yeah. like um, a sounds like perhaps one person. It sounds human made, and it's someone who's kind of like <sighs> like shivering or something like that. It sounds yeah. like you know.
0: That's not an answer to my question.
1: Okay, ask the question again then. Sorry.
0: I want to make sure that I'm not disturbing s- people.
1: No, it's one person. This is not a moaning like a, you know. Okay, yeah, okay, good, good. I just want to white. be sure. My yeah. every alleyway, <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> get your
2: mind out, look Gutter, Greta. That's what I'm talking about,
1: no, baby, no. There's, there's none of the. <laughs>
2: It's not hobo humping, okay. Yeah, right. I'm there reasonably is, is certain is not, uh, it's not going to be hobo humping. Uh,
1: this this is this is not sort of the other way you would keep yourself occupied during a cold night. No, it's it's not that. This is something else going on.
0: <laughs> okay, and in that case, I approach the pile of clothes making moaning sounds.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, as you get closer, you hear what sounds like kind of a higher pitched, um, like uh, uh type of thing, um, that's below the uh, covers. Um. You'd have to, however, pull back the covers to hear or see. I
0: I, I do that. I pull back the yeah. covers to see and
1: you maybe find not hear. two people. No, I'm just kidding. You do. You don't find that. Um, I knew it. Yeah, I knew I it. Knew, you knew, I really a, did you that to did me this once? To me. No, no, I didn't. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. Okay. So no that that was not <laughs> that was not done to you. Now all of a sudden I'm like let's let's find out more about this detail now and roll about the constitution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> roll the dexterity save. No. Um this is uh oh. this is this is none of the above. <laughs> this is none of the above. Um in fact what you see here is Hello, a...
0: have you heard about Faltos?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not interested? I'll just leave this brochure then. Um so Uh, No, but you don't find that. In in fact, what you find is a uh, shivering, um, very dirty, uh, rag-wearing, sandy-haired young boy. Um, probably maybe 12, 11, 12, um, who seems to be shivering from cold. Um, and it's no wonder when you look, uh, the clothes that he has are very thin. Um, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, what clothes he did have are sort of threadbare, um, at this point. He has no shoes on his feet, and, um, these covers that he's got are an attempt to presumably keep him warm, and it's not doing so successfully.
0: Uh, Okay. Celsic, do you still have your clothes? Like
2: your, your cloak? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere. I've got <laughs> a balled-up cloak. There we go.
0: Yeah. Can I have it, please?
2: Yeah, cool. So
0: I, I, like, put the cloak around the child.
2: Okay. I pull out a ration and give that to Greta as well.
1: Okay.
0: And um, then I ask, like, Sirak.
1: He looks up. He's like, You you know my name?
0: Yeah, yeah, um, let's, let's leave the L.O.A. I, like, try to, like, pull the cloak around him and, like, maybe
1: wrap him a little bit warm. And he's, like, he sort of pulls back a little bit. He's like, no, where where hmm. are you taking me? I, I don't have any money. I, I, I don't have any money if you want to take things. I don't have anything.
2: I offer him the ration. You look like you haven't eaten in ages. Have this.
1: And he, People... he's, he sort of grabs, he sort of takes it, and he says, it's, it's not poisoned, is it? I'll try some to you know, prove it's not poisoned, and I'll break off a
2: little bit and eat it in front of him. Okay. I'm um, a
0: cleric of Foltos I follow the path of the light. You can you can trust me.
1: Okay. And he um, he sort of nods and he says, "All right. I guess there's nothing to lose anyway." And um, he uh, he more inhales, I would say, than eats um, the uh, the food that you gave him. Um, and uh you know accepts gratefully your uh you know the clo- the warm clothing that you put around him and he says uh thank you i, I don't know why I-, I don't know why you're helping me but thank you
0: because helping is the good thing to do
1: and he he sort of he sort of looks and he says i i, I like to believe that my father always taught me that
2: i don't think that i've been where true. you are I wouldn't wish that on people.
0: Let's take him back. I look at Selzy. Let's take him back to the House of Healing. Maybe they can provide him with clothes or something.
1: I agree. Um, okay. okay. So you're going to bring w- him back. I,
0: I, I, I'll, <clears throat> I, I'll tell him, we would like to take you to the House of Healing. We have friends there, and maybe they can help you.
1: And he says, um, maybe, but I, I can only go if if you, if, you off, if you promise to help me, or help my father, I mean. Uh,
0: you will need to tell us what this is about. I can't promise help without knowing what it's about.
1: But you have to help him. He's a good man. It wasn't his fault. None of what happened was his fault. None of, none of any of this that happened was his fault. And he kind of looks around at some of the devastation as you guys are walking by, and he says, none of this was really his fault.
0: I believe you, but you still need to tell us the whole story if you can.
1: Well, and so he begins to tell you this story on his way back to the House of Healing and then when he actually enters the House of Healing, uh, where you find, by the way, that uh, Urash is not there at the moment. Um, He seems to be not present. Um, okay. and, how How'd you uh, steal an uh, awful <clears throat> so you get him settled in… <laughs> you get him settled in the bed, you talk to one of the healers about it, and then, with his, uh, legs drawn up and his arms around his legs, you know, kind of holding them there, um, looking very young boy-like, um, he begins to, uh, tell the story. And he says, um, my father's name is Artis Simber. He was a lord, a noble family, and he has connections. Well, had them. I hope he still has them. To the Roaring Horns. It's a family in Waterdeep. They have a lot of people that look up to them. And they have a lot of money. But my father... Well, we... We hadn't been able to spend any time in those homes anymore. My mother passed away when I was very little, you see. And I used to go with my father from place to place. He would sell and buy things. He was a merchant of a kind, but... He always used to say that he was a, a trader, a person who gave one thing to another and took something back from them in exchange. Much more than a merchant, he used to say. So, he... We used to go from town to town. He taught me everything he knew. It was a good life. And then, well, probably about six months ago, I guess, things started to change. There was someone who came to him a man, dead in the deep of night. My father was never the same afterwards. He became agitated. He, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stay still in one place for any one time. We left where we were, traveled from Golden Fields up to Tribor, from Tribor into Waterdeep, from Waterdeep away again, finally up here again to Bryn Shander. and, um, finally, he told me about, he told me about this thing that he had. It was a ring of winter, he said. This ring of winter, this powerful heirloom. He said, Son, once we sell this, we'll make all the money we ever need. We'll never have to travel again. We'll get a nice house. We'll just be able to stay in one place. I I never really okay. cared about where we stayed. I I just cared about my about my father. Anyway, he said that I should never tell anyone and, and that I should keep it to myself because there were some very powerful people that would want it. And then a few days ago, I heard these rumors, the attacks began, there were boulders, rocks that fell on the city, and there were huge creatures, giants, screaming and yelling. And then, just some hours ago, the person I heard was screaming and yelling for my father when she yelled that she wanted the ring of winter I knew that she had found him they were trying to get my father and they were trying to get the ring when he heard that that they were screaming for him and yelling for him he had I knew I had to find him but two days before he had left he had told me that he was going to get rid of this thing for once and for all it was after the first of the attacks he left and I haven't seen him since. So when I, they started the attack, I, I didn't know what to do. The second attack, this is, a couple of days ago. I went everywhere. I went to Devesa Shane, the Speaker. I, I went to the Sheriff. I went to Ogrek Brighthelm, but none of them listened to me, none of them said they had any time. I even went to the barkeeper in the honest thief, but he just laughed at me. Finally I came out here, when the last attack happened some hours ago. I buried myself under the deepest pile of clothes I could find. I figured maybe if I waited long enough, they'd either go away or I would permanently. I don't know where anyone is now except me and all of you, but my father has got that ring. And if we could only find him, maybe he would have more answers.
0: Okay
1: any fall silent. Hey, Wolf, we'll be wrapping up in just a second here.
0: So just to get this right, two days ago your father left you behind without any money, without any proper clothes in the deep of the winter and without any help.
1: We never really that... had much anyway over the last couple of weeks. We haven't had much money. He just kept saying this ring would be the what the ticket that we needed to get out of this place and to be in a place comfortably. Did do you know who,
0: who who you wanted to tell what you wanted to sell the ring
1: to? No, but I know where he would have gone. The only place that he could really have made the money that he needed was the place that was most dangerous to him. Waterdeep. I bet he went back to to find that family. The roaring horns. They could have found out a way to to buy the ring from him or at least show him where he could. Waterdeep's a huge city. Have you ever been there? No. It's, it's big and bustling, and there's so many more people than in Bryn Shander. It's like being inside the Honest Thief, but everywhere.
0: Okay. Um, what does this Ring of Winter look like?
1: Oh, it's all blue, and it has, well, a line down the side of... Of writing, I don't really know what it says, but it's traced all around the outside of the, bland, of the band.
0: And your father said he wanted to get
1: rid of it. Yes. In fact, he 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 sort of seemed obsessed with it. He didn't want to talk about anything else.
0: He didn't mention a volcano or something, right?
1: Uh, a volcano? No. No, uh, I'm just okay. No. A- and he didn't mention eagles either. And then he he, he looks at you, and he's like, but halflings, though, that sounds familiar. No, I'm just kidding. I I I made that part up. I feel
2: compelled to find this ring. (laughs) For some reason.
1: (laughs) And, uh, and he says, um, I I know I can't ask you to do anything. I, I don't have any way to pay you, or any way to get money from anything, but well, those giants attacked here. And if you want to know why they attacked, well, maybe finding the ring would help you find out about them. That would be worth something, right?
0: I look over to to Celtic like would like to give him like a look like if if he has any more questions and if Celtic does not react, I will I will turn back to
2: Do you have any idea at all where we could start looking for your father? Did he say anything at all to help us maybe track him down?
1: Yeah you can go to Waterdeep Waterdeep, if you go to Waterdeep I think you might be able to find him there and um and with that you hear um someone saying Waterdeep so someone wants to go there do they to find out about giants now that's a conversation we've just been having and turning around you look to see the somewhat better but still quite injured uh Urash standing next to Augric Breithelm She has a hand on his arm and she says, as I've just been discussing with him, I think we have a way for mutual benefit to find a ring, to find a giant and to find where you need to go. Maybe we can work together, you and I.